Alexis and Charlie to your teacher tea time. Uh, okay, can you tell us your name and what you teach? I'm Mr. Hall, I teach 10th grade honors English and journalism. And how have you been during the whole pandemic? Oh man, I just got my first shot of uh, the oh, vaccination. Yeah, and I have to go back for the second shot, of course. And my wife is pregnant and she's a teacher. We have three kids at home. They were doing online school. Um, it's been a whirlwind. It's been what I hope is the most difficult year of my life. Uh, it's been exhausting. It's hard to imagine what like getting back to normal will be, but I certainly do look forward to it. Yeah, I wonder like how normal can we get it to be? Like in the end, like how I, normal can we even get it anymore? Well, I really hope all the way. I mean, I hope that that uh, science, you know, that we don't have to, like when you read about the Spanish flu back in 1917, 1918, you learned that there was no medicine against it. People just got it and they died and it caused a lot of, of death until we finally reached, I guess what would, we would now call herd immunity. But hopefully now we can, people will take the vaccine and we can get to herd immunity quicker and uh, we can resume with life like it was before this. And we will maybe uh, in a hundred years again, hopefully it takes a hundred years before we get to another pandemic like we had this time. I really hope so. I yeah. was reading something that said that the mask thing should be over at like t- the middle or end of 2020. Not 2020, 2021. 2021. 2021. But I think they said the virus is still going to be around until like 2022, 2024. The virus will probably always be. Yeah, like the virus that. will be with us just like any other virus, I guess, right? Just, to the point where it just becomes like another like vaccine get every year. Like kind of like the yes. flu. Like it's yeah. going to be a virus, but they're going to know how to treat it. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that the vaccine makers will make, you know, variants to it so you can get like a booster in it here. Like you need to get, and, and I hope what we can do is, is make it like a thing of the past, much like polio or the mumps or, or measles or rubella yeah. or any of those childhood vaccines that little kids don't have to worry. Like when I was a kid, I got chicken pox. Did you guys yeah. have chicken pox? It was like very, like, I don't think that I, I think I, I actually got it like once, I think. Because mine was like, bad. It was not a thing they really... But you have a chicken pox vaccine now. Yeah. So you don't have to get it. So you don't hopefully, gotta do like the chicken pox parties or whatever those Yeah, are. right, exactly. Yeah, where everybody would get it all at once, so like get it over with. Yeah. One thing I don't get is when they said like if your baby's born like jaundice or something, that they said that you should like put them in the sun or something. Like it was like something really weird. Like they just said put your child in the sun. Yeah, there's a lot of those old weird wives tales. <laughs> I know that yeah. I, from being a dad three times i know that this is good this is how a podcast should go i guess i know that all babies are born with a little bit of jaundice meaning they're all a little bit yellow so literally as soon as the baby comes out they put them underneath this like heat lamp like this burger king style heat lamp it's like they're keeping a burger warm and they put the baby under that to give it like i I guess a certain vitamin to prevent jaundice from happening yeah yeah that's also due to like a certain vitamin deficiency, I think. If a genie came and gave you three wishes, what would they be? Well, wouldn't that change depending on what time in life you're in? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, day. I, certainly, I think what I would wish for would be that which most people would wish for, which would be money. Yeah. I, I mean, not. <laughs> I have more money than a lot of people around the world have, and I certainly recognize that, but with you know with college loans and buying a house and things your kids need i think we could all use 
some more money to take away our financial stress. Uh, two, especially for me right now, if I could buy more time, basically, <laughs> yeah. basically I, I, uh, I go to work here, then I go home and my kids are there and we do our thing. By the time I put them to bed, I'm exhausted. It's like nine o'clock. And students email me sometimes at nine and I say, sorry, I was sleeping when you emailed me. And it's like, if I don't go to bed around nine or 10, I'm gonna be paying for it the next day. I'm gonna be exhausted. And then for my third uh, wish, I would say that I just watched Aladdin and I know that the thing you always do is free the genie on your third wish. Do you remember that? Did you I watch watched Aladdin. Yeah, never you've got to free the genie on the third wish, right? So he doesn't have to live in that little bottle anymore. <laughs> yeah. If you weren't teaching, what job would you be doing? Uh, well, one that I think I actually could kind of do if I worked hard enough at it, which would be I, I when I retire, I'd love to start a small business, which is just cooking like Italian-American food. Yeah. It's like red sauce, you know? I don't know if any of you guys are Italian, but like picture going to your grandma's house on a Sunday and she's got a pot of red sauce and meatballs on. It's nothing too fancy. It's, it's really good though. But it's just like, it's really nostalgic, good food. And I like making pizza a lot too. And that's been like sort of my, my chase has been making good pizza, which involves making good bread. Um, so that's what, I'd, that's what I think is more feasible. What I would do if, if I could without, without like too much talent is, uh, and, and time, is I would love to be a rock star. Oh my God, yeah. Can you imagine any better feeling than going on a stage with tens of thousands of people cheering for, like that Lady Gaga moment from A Star Is Born when she goes out there and you can see it on her face, you know, and how good it was. And I'd love to, to be able to do that too. It's kind of funny because you just said that, and I just watched Bohemian Rhapsody last night. I have no, I haven't seen it yet. It's so good. It, it's That's so the Queen really movie, good. right? Yeah. yeah. About Freddie Mercury. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm sure that they have that moment when they go on stage for the first time in front of tens of thousands of people. Just the to, whole movie. Just to get that validation that like what you wrote down somewhere, people, or what you, what you sound like, people like. You know, I think everybody likes that that affirmation that what they're doing makes sense to somebody else. Oh. What is your favorite vacation spot? Um, it's funny that you say that because I recently heard somebody say that when you take a, a, a vacation with your kids, it's not a vacation, it's a trip. <laughs> it's, it's two very different things. There's a vacation and there's a trip. So I'll start with trip. And then it's like my family goes to the Outer Banks every year for a beach vacation. And it's nice because like their cousins are there and it's very like family oriented. So that's that's my favorite trip. However, if I should say my favorite vacation would probably be, uh, I'm not much of a beach person, honestly. I, I don't really like to sit very much. My favorite vacation would be, uh, I don't really care where I go, but I'd love to like Anthony Bourdain style backpack through that country. Not, oh my God. Not know where I'm going, honestly, but have a tour guide, a friend from that country who would like legit take me places and show me what to eat and that's something that you could like very like that's like a very plausible thing that you could do in a lot of european countries yeah i like mean you're a lot smaller than the united states again like i wouldn't care where i was like i would love to go to vietnam and do that i would love to i mean i've i studied abroad in spain and i loved being there i had one of my best friends in the world uh 
who I, I happened to live with when I was there. I got really lucky. And that's what we did. Every weekend, he would take me to a different city with his friends and, and we would go. And it's like so unexpected. You don't know where you're going, what you're doing. So it's, uh, it's really nice to think about doing it like that. Yeah. Yeah. What is your favorite, like, book that you've ever read? Um, I'm, I'm like, so into categorizing right now. <laughs> I would say that my favorite book that I've ever read for, like, being a teacher, because there's, like, two different categories of books. One is, like, what I'd like to teach, like, good discussion-wise. Yeah. Because um, there's certainly that for me as a teacher. And then there's books that I've just enjoyed for myself. Um... I'd say the, the best book that I've ever read as a teacher for teaching is a book called East of Eden by John Steinbeck. There's just, I mean, with the right group of people in the room, you could just dominate that book. Yeah, I guess it all depends on, like, who yeah. you have in the room. Right. Yeah, because, like, who, who are you talking about? But it's about, like, religion and yeah. politics and identity. So and anybody can get into symbolism. that. Symbolism. There's, there's tons of, but you've, you've got to be willing to invest yourself in it in, like, a classroom setting, and that certainly takes a lot. Um, as far as my favorite book of all time to read from for myself, I'm really into like uh, I'm really into like spiritual, not necessarily religious, but like I love reading books that, that feed my soul. Um, I, I recently read a book called Educated by Tara Westover. My my wife introduced me to it. I don't really don't, I I should be honest. I need to read more stuff like that, but I end up pouring myself into more stuff that I have to read for, for school or for graduate school. But it was a memoir about a young girl who had um, escaped uh, her family and, and became educated, and it really spoke to me on a number of levels. What is your favorite song? I don't know if I can narrow it down by song, but I will say. Song genre. Yeah, I will say that my favorite genre of music is definitely the eclectic singer-songwriter type. So I grew up listening to Dave Matthews Band. My brother and I still go to every Dave Matthews Band concert every summer, you know, since I can remember. So I've probably been to like over 20 Dave Matthews Band concerts. Um, but my favorite singer-songwriter of all time is John Mayer, who's the you know, the great guitarist and um, and songwriter as well. So those are two my favorite, two, my two favorites, I'd say. What's your favorite show? Have you ever seen Little Fires Everywhere? I have not seen it, but I think I've, I've heard it somewhere. I would say either that or The Handmaid's Tale. They are both awful. <laughs> and when I say awful, I mean so crushingly depressing. Like, there are other like funny shows that you could say that I enjoy watching, but like those move you so hard. To the point where when you're done watching them, like you need like a week to like get over recap. it. Yes. You can't binge that. It's awful. When you watch Little Fires Everywhere, by the way, it has, it's like a Reese Witherspoon, Carrie Washington show. It's on Hulu. It is based on a book of the same by the, of the same name. But the the show is better than the book because they act it so well and it just jars you. And um, the handmaids tell us the same thing. It's based yeah. off of the Margaret Atwood book and it's about like this dystopian world of exploitation and stuff but um, it's it's equally jarring because it's it's a, it's a depiction of our future which unfortunately 
you could see coming true. Yeah, I have not seen Handmaid's Tale, but I know what it's about. I know my parents were trying to get into it, but I don't think that they did. It's it's really hard because it's so so depressing. It's like I don't even know if they got past like episode one or two, but like you had to like really like wait a couple episodes, and then it starts yeah. like getting like real bad real fast. If you stick with it, it it becomes less intense emotionally and more like cerebral. But you you've got to like get past the dystopian future. I love dystopian books and like about like what the future is or like just dystopian like ideas i think the book first one i'd ever read was the giver yes like, I still love books. that's like the first dystopian young adult book i can think of yeah that's like one that like almost everybody ends up reading at one point or another and like there's like a graphic novel of it that's actually what the first one i read of it was so yeah i wasn't expecting it to be yeah, I, so exciting. i i think that like those genres of books are sort of weird because i feel like if any book can have satirical or dystopian elements to it if you look for them hard enough you know yeah what's your favorite movie that you ever watched i ha i haven't watched a movie because of netflix because of netflix well I'm, I'm i'm i mean netflix has sort of broken down the concept of movie hasn't it because like netflix doesn't make movies anymore they make these these series of shows yeah Where you sit there and you watch the 10 episodes and then you're done you know? Yeah, actually, I think about there's like a lot less movies than there used to be. Um, man, it's hard for me to even name a movie because it's been so long since I, since I feel like I've watched a full-length film, aside from like a limited, a limited run Netflix series. I, I will say though, this is sort of a canned answer, but I think that the most masterful movie for me that I can remember watching has always been Forrest Gump. I don't know if it's the Tom Hanks movie, <laughs> um, and and it's that way because the soundtrack is so good. I never, I didn't live, of course, during the '60s and '70s, but I feel like it captures that time period so well. And the characters are going through war and loss and drug addiction and family loss, and all the things that life is made up of are right within that film, and I like that a lot. I will say, majority of, like, movies that I've watched recently were from Rossi as a class. Which, is, like, this year and last year, they play a lot of movies yeah. for us. But, like, all different genres, so that's where I watch one those. that we just watched that was, like, that creepy robot Interstellar. Movie. Oh, Interstellar like will mess with you. I recommend. I didn't like it because the robots would scare me. That's the Matthew McConaughey movie, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, he travels through a black hole in space. Yeah, mm -hmm. it yeah, was that's, that's, so interesting. I could talk about that movie for a while because they, they talk about relativity in it. So I watched yeah. that movie, and it's the concept that, I guess, the further you get away from gravity, the slower time moves, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, they said, like, what, every minute was seven minutes. On that other planet. Yeah, it was awful. Yeah. So when he comes back from that black hole planet, he comes back to Earth, his kids are actually much older than him. So I his guess... His uh, daughter was, like, on her deathbed. Yes. And then his son was already passed away, I believe. Right. And so... Um, I guess that's actually true, and I looked it up. Yeah. Like Neil deGrasse Tyson, who's an astrophysicist and also like a pop culture icon, went into it and said that that actually is a true concept. So I think like, as humans, like we, there's so much out there we don't know, and that film brings that up. I think. Yeah. What are different things you like to do for fun? Laundry and dishes. No, that would be your hobby. <laughs> no, 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 I'm just joking. Does not count. No, I'm joking. Uh, but I do a lot of those things. Um, uh, for fun, in, in like a small snapshot, 
I would say that um, my little boy, he just turned three. And like, when I go home today, the first thing he'll want to do when, we, when I get home is go outside and ride scooters. So I bought myself a Razor scooter. And so I go, uh, I go scooter riding. Uh, so it's like before kids and after kids fun. Cause I used to go to like concerts and travel and, and go to yeah. educational conferences and all this stuff. And now, now we just, we literally can't do that unless we get away for a weekend. Um, yeah, so I, I would say that I'm doing a lot more of like going away to, what's that pole? What's that big pole complex, Kalahari? A Cal yeah, oh my yeah. God, I love it there. I've never been there. It's, I've been, I haven't been there in ages, but my grandparents used to yes. live by there, but they just- finding the, finding the hobbies in the everyday. Yeah. You know? Uh, what jobs did you have before you were a teacher? Um, I, I did the, I was like a playground camp counselor thing. Um, sorry, we have some background noise over there. Um, I, to be honest with you, I didn't work that many jobs because I was in high school and I played sports and stuff. I, and uh, after that, I, I went to college. Oh, I worked as in college, like as a work study abroad program, not a study abroad program, but a work study where I like gave tours around the campus and things like that. Um, but then right after I graduated, I started working. I, I worked at Shaler Area High School as a, as a teacher there. So for the past, since I was 20 years old, I've been teaching. So I've been fortunate enough to really do that for the longest period of time. Uh, what is a memorable teacher that you had during like any, any like form of education? My ninth grade teacher, my ninth grade English teacher was probably the, aside from college where I had different experiences, but my ninth grade English teacher, her name was Miss Taz, was the one who really introduced me to like what real critical thought might look like. Real, yeah. real school, aside from just like coming and reading books and memorizing them, she really introduced me to the world of possibility that was out there. Yeah, English teachers are always so cool. So cool. So cool, uh, yeah. Yeah, that is, I think people think that. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Johnstown, PA, which is about an hour and a half east of here. It's small. Oh, yeah. Yeah, very, very different, I think. Although it's only an hour and a half away from here, people in Johnstown think that driving to Pittsburgh is far and scary. And that's not for everybody, but I just mean that a lot of people who live there spend their whole life there. It's a small town sort of, sort of attitude, you know? Is, it, is that by Newcastle? No, I mean, if you keep on going it's like, past. Yeah, because like, you keep on going past, right? Yeah, you have to, it, it's sort of right in between here and there'd be Pittsburgh, then Johnstown, then Altoona, then State College, and then eventually you get to Philadelphia. Yeah. If you kept on going that way. Yeah. All right, uh, what would be like a fun fact about yourself? Um, a fun fact about myself. That's, you've asked the most challenging question. <laughs> That's what Mr. Winchell said. Yeah, about at the very end. Um, well, I, I thought I was, when I was, when I was an undergrad, I, I played baseball for, in, in college, and then I tore my labrum, which is like a, a thing in your shoulder. And because of that, I was able to 
study abroad because I had a Spanish minor. So I went and when I was there, I thought, oh, maybe I'll teach this because I don't know why, but I took Spanish from the time I was a kid and it was pretty easy for me. But when I was there, I found myself more interested in uh, learning about culture than I did about Spanish grammar. And I knew that that's what I would do if I spent much more time teaching Spanish. So uh, I came back and I changed my major a few times and I ended up here. So it's like, I guess uh, it's that weird thing where I didn't want my shoulder to rip in two different pieces, but when it did, it ultimately led me to something that was better for me, mm -hmm. you know? All right, well, thank you for coming on to the podcast. Thank you, I feel so honored. This is our longest episode yet. Good. <laughs>